Welcome to Everyone's a Critic, a show where a guest picks a movie rated below 40% on Rotten Tomatoes and tells us why critics got it wrong. I'm your host, Yanis Cove, a formerly pretentious film school student, 10 years later sees the error of his ways. My guest today is writer and comedian Sophia Benoit. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty great. I was accidentally late, so a little <laughs> I had to run around a little bit, but I'm doing great. How are you but doing? You're good now. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> it's been a long day today, so I was just like, oh, okay, if she doesn't show up, it's fine. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> that's fair enough, fair enough. I know, sometimes when people don't show up, you're like, oh, that's kind of a relief. Now I don't have to do any work. And I guess... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually excited to talk about this movie as well. I watched it last night, and... <laughs> It was very it. interesting. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So, so you picked uh, The Wedding Planner. Yes. The 2001 movie with starring J-Lo and Matthew McConaughey. Before the McConaissance, when he was just... Way you know, before. <laughs> yeah. The, the original birth, not the rebirth, <laughs> of Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> So what made you, uh, so what's your history with the movie, actually? So uh, growing up, I had it on VHS and it was, I lived, so I have divorced parents and with Mm. on my mom's, at my mom's house, it was my mom, my sister and I growing up. So it was like an all girls household, which was fabulous for Mm. movie watching because we just watched movies like Wedding Planner a million times. (laughs) We watched like... You've got mail and runaway bride and wedding planner, maybe each 800 times. Like, wow. so I've seen this movie a lot. Um, I also love JLo, like, unapologetically love JLo. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just felt like it was a good choice because it had the lowest score of any movie I was considering, <laughs> and I felt like it needed to be redeemed. What were the other ones you were considering? I can't remember. Like you, there were uh, a lot of rom coms. You said, I think. Yeah, Princess Diaries two, a royal engagement, yeah. which is a fabulous movie, um, and it has a Stan Lee cameo. Does um, it? Yes, and it was produced by Whitney Houston, I think. And what? the first movie was written by Shonda Rhimes. Um, so oh yeah, like, I knew that's the thing I knew about it. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that one's like that whole movie is great. <laughs> But I thought I'd let someone else have it. And then the other movie I considered was Made in Manhattan, also a J-Lo yes. vehicle. <laughs> uh, but I thought Made in Manhattan, I have some problems with. And mm. uh, I just figured with the low score that uh, <laughs> Wedding Planner had, it needed the most help. So here I am. <laughs> Great. Uh, so what's um, how many times do you think you've seen it at this point? I've seen it, I would say... 20 is probably a conservative estimate maybe (laughs) like i've seen this movie a lot of times i i almost was like i don't know if i even need to rewatch this because i think i know every every line of this movie that's probably true did you did you rewatch it anyway no i i read about it again because i was like i don't know that i need to at this point i know i I mean like i know her first and last name without looking it up so i'm like i think i'm i'm pretty good <laughs> i saw it last night oh no i do remember her name because i know i remember her first name because it's very relevant to the movie correct <laughs> it's yeah um so the the basic premise uh do you want to give the basic premise actually since you've seen oh, it so I many love, times i would love to uh, 
So JLo, let's start with JLo's Italian. That's the first thing you need oh, to know. Oh, I had issues with that. <laughs> JLo is Italian. As an Italian American person, uh, what the fuck is happening? Um, Why is she Italian? It doesn't even make any sense because, like, they could have just made her Puerto Rican or... There's no just... relevance to anything in the movie. Nothing, nothing. Like, and it's also, like, like, it's not like Italians do arranged marriages, like, as a cultural <laughs> tradition. Like, that's not even a thing. No. Um, I'm not sure how they landed on that. Um, but JLo's Italian and her dad wants to set her up to get married. But she is a wedding planner and is very lonely and uh, had her heart broken once. And so she's yeah. in the middle of planning people's weddings and she gets like, this like huge account of a wedding. And she's like, this is the thing that's going to make my career. If I can get this wedding, I'll become a partner at the wedding planning firm, question mark, <laughs> I don't know, that I work for. The problem is, is that she's already met the groom of this wedding mm. and they have had a romantic time because he saves her from a dumpster. <laughs> rolling down from the a dumpster and like almost killing her lies on top of her <laughs> to save her look if JLo is in any situation where she's about to die i will lie on top of her to save her no problem <laughs> it's just very funny because it's it's the most like i feel like it's the most erotic scene in the movie as well <laughs> yeah it's very erotic it is very <laughs> she like maybe passes out and then she's like he smells like sweet plums and grilled cheese sandwiches yeah which is also like a very specific scent memory <laughs> like i don't know there, there's a lot of romance in that moment where she's being saved from the dumpster yeah smelling like a grill, grilled cheese sandwich is not the nicest smell to have grilled cheeses are great but a person smelling like that yeah that's is what i not... mean <laughs> yeah i agree i agree i feel like if you're like oh you smell like like fresh baked cookies or something yeah. like that's like oh okay nice but a grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> is like mostly butter <laughs> yeah you smell like butter and, and just like old cheese yeah exactly uh, the dumpster also comes back in the movie too which is nice does it yeah because then it like is about to hit the guy that has the ice cream cone oh in the right. car yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. it like hit him i feel like yeah. it hits him later maybe i'm making that part up but i'm pretty sure the dumpster comes back again or maybe it's just it... the guy that hits the dumpster comes back maybe Maybe it's just him. But either way, they, they try to do yeah. some like little plot points. They do bring things up that come back again, which is quite nice. But, they... <laughs> <laughs> it's, but a it's just movie, like actually. <laughs> What's um? So let, let's talk about the plot. Let's go into the plot. Um. So basically, yeah, she's a she's a wedding planner. She meets Matthew McConaughey, who saves her from. Basically, she's get she gets her foot trapped in a in like a uh, a grate and. He uh, and there's like a dumpster coming like down and it's gonna about to hit her, but she decides instead of taking off the shoe, she decides to try and remove it from the thing still. And Matthew McConaughey stops it and jumps in front of the dumpster, pushes her out of the way, and she's safe. And then it starts off this whole thing of this. He takes her to the hospital and he's he takes her to like the wrong wing because he's a pediatric doctor, but I guess in. In this world, if you're a doctor, you get to take people to your wing of the hospital, even if they're not supposed to be there. <laughs> and she's I don't hurt, really know. She's hurt with her big, her giant neck, he calls it. Yeah. <laughs> he hurt her I hand. Think, she hurt her, his hand. <laughs> I think it's kind of nice that, that he makes fun of her giant neck because he's a pediatrician and she's a full-size adult woman. I think that's... Oh, is that the comment. reason that he said that? I didn't even pick up, but that was the reason. Yes. Yes. He's like, he's like I'm used to having children as patients instead uh, of right. you. 
but I think it's it's nice to bring J Lo down a peg, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it's nice, but it's also a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot. There's a lot in this. It's about looks. I find I noticed everything oh, about a... this movie. Like I, because at least when it's starting as well, there's that when she starts with the wedding planning scene in the beginning. Um, she's planning that wedding and it's all going well. Then, like, the skinniest woman in the world is like, I'm so fat right now. I can't fit into the dresses and all, all these things. And it's like, well... And then J-Lo starts going on about, oh, he loves you for who you are. And then she starts talking about his looks. Her looks still... still yeah, she's like... Up. Uh, she ta- starts talking about the bride's thighs. Like, I would yeah. kill for Tracy's thighs. Which <laughs> I think is, like, a big thing in movies from the early 2000s yes. and late 90s. There's so many movies aimed at women that were trying to comment on women's like body insecurities mm. but instead of doing it in like a subversive way they would do like this character has bulimia ha 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 isn't that funny yeah. and it was like that's not the joke the joke is not that <laughs> that's not good um yeah it's so I feel that's like... but that's the opening as well and it just made me a bit like oh this is what we're going to expect then <laughs> <laughs> a whole movie on women's body issues yeah and there then were... she also, but it's interesting. She has like this whole like pack of things surrounding, like ready to go with like sedatives, breath mints, uh, like a water spray, <laughs> like the drunk man, drunk father of the bride. <laughs> I watched that scene growing up at every single, like, you know, when you watch a movie, like a sports film and the final game is being played. And even mm. though you know what's going on and you know that the team's going to win, your brain is still like lighting up with every neuron firing and you're yeah. so happy. That's how I feel about the opening scene of Wedding Planner. Cause it's, she's just like this competent woman who has like <laughs> all of her little things in her little side pouch. And she yeah. has the, the medicine she has the like whatever. And she's taking care of it. She has a headset on when I was little, like a very young, my friend yeah. and I would like, play wedding planner based on that scene <laughs> would have like a little backpack full of stuff oh i really thought she was like the coolest woman alive and she had her career in order <laughs> i loved it and then at night she comes home or maybe it's not that same night but it seems mm. like that same night she comes home and she like makes a little tv dinner for mm. herself and like vacuums the drapes for some reason and it's is, very like, sad okay but as a kid i thought it was so cool because it was like this dream of living alone and being a, yeah. a woman. And I have talked to other female friends and all of us were like, when we grew up, we all thought our life was going to be like really? in Wedding Planner. Like all of us wow. were like, I thought that's how adulthood was. It's like, <laughs> come home and you do your little chores with your little handkerchief on your head and you like make a dinner for yourself. And it's not like that at all. It's like I'm eating no. a bowl of cereal alone. <laughs> like not the same <laughs> But what, what do you it. think of her, what do you think of that scene now then looking back on it do you still feel now, the same way i i now realize that it's meant to be sad like they were yeah. trying to tell us that she was alone which is funny because yeah. as a kid literally Can't all my it, friends yeah. and i thought it was so cool just missing like completely. we were just yeah she was like this cool lady alone and like we thought it was <laughs> awesome um but i think now it still looks kind of relaxing to me because she's got her relaxing, life yeah but I, I get why they. What I mean by the sad thing is, like, she comes home and she has to do all this work still, and then she's uh, so she's cleaning, doing all yeah. the work, doing all of her own cooking still, and then she has sits down for her TV dinner and she's watching Antiques Roadshow. Just... <laughs> that part is sad. That part is <laughs> sad. I wish she had better taste in TV. I will say that. 
<laughs> she just turns it on and watches whatever's on CB. <laughs> and it happens she to be Antiques care. Roadshow. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't change the channel at all. She's just like, okay, it's on again. I don't know if she knows TVs have different channels. She just like assumes that it's only the one. Yeah. It probably was back then as well. <laughs> 2001 was a different time. Yeah. Uh, and then she goes, to, I thought, it, so originally she goes to the, uh, she goes to the place where she plays Scrabble. I thought it was an old folks home. And then it turns out later it's not, it's just a Scrabble place. I, I assume that, well, those two things are probably pretty similar, but yeah. um, but I assume that it's like some kind of like like um, like community center where mm. they're having a Scrabble club. That's but what you're it right. seems like. It's but it's all, all old people, people. in it. Yeah, including her dad. <laughs> also, though, it's hilarious that like if you're an old person and then Jayla walks into your fucking old folks, I would die. Sorry, I, I don't even know if I'm allowed to cuss, but yeah, yeah. I, I would die. I would keel over dead if a woman as hot as J-Lo walked into my old folks home. <laughs> like, four people have died in that Scrabble Club because of J-Lo directly. <laughs> She's gorgeous. It, especially in this as well. Yes, she was like, they, a lot of movies with J-Lo in them don't know how to deal with how attractive she is mm. so they give her a really ugly haircut or they put her in turtlenecks mm. and they do the same thing to rachel mcadams in movies all the time where they give her yeah. like the ugliest haircut or like this awful turtleneck and they're just like we don't know how to make it seem like maybe rachel mcadams lives next door to you yeah because that's like an unrealistic thing to happen <laughs> and in this movie they tried they didn't do that they were just like we're just gonna let j-lo be as hot as j-lo is like sorry yeah. But that's the other thing. They fully embraced J-Lo in this movie. I think they, they, they toned down Matthew McConaughey. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I, it's Which is hard interesting. Because Matthew McConaughey in this movie is uh, supposed to be a hot doctor, mm. which he is fine at, but he's also like kind of corny looking. Yes, and like very. Very like blonde tips, <laughs> which he already is blonde, but they like made it, him His hair looks very weird in this. It doesn't suit him. And no. the, glass, the glasses as well. And like, just his, his whole look is just strange in this. Well, they tried to make him a doctor, which is not believable. Um, <laughs> I mean, other than that, like, white people have enough money to send even their stupidest kids to med yeah. school. But um, but they really tried. It's like when they made Jeremy Renner a, um, a scientist in the movie Arrival. And yeah. it was like, come on, <laughs> Jeremy Renner's not a physicist. I know that. You can't put glasses on him. No. And that's how I felt about Matthew McConaughey in this movie. <laughs> like he owns like a boxing gym or something. Like mm. be reasonable. He's not a he's not a doctor. <laughs> Actually, one thing that I just remembered though, interestingly enough, you probably you already I'm gonna gather you already know this, but uh, do you know who was originally supposed to be cast in this? No. Okay, so there were two other there were two other uh, people that were supposed to be cast in both roles. So the first one. It was originally going to be Jennifer Love Hewitt and Brendan Fraser. <gasps> I love Brendan Fraser so much. But oh for my this, God. <laughs> with no, Jennifer Love actually, Hewitt. <laughs> oh, that's like a really bad movie. That's a bad cast. That's a bad couple. <laughs> that is a very bad couple. <laughs> Ooh. And, and then they went to uh, Freddie Prince Jr. And, and Sarah Michelle Gellar. That makes sense only because they're now married and had worked yeah. together before. But I have to say I'm huge into what they ended up with. Like it's hard yeah, to I think know. this is the best pairing out of the three of them. I do too. I really do. Because I think this movie is like so over the top ridiculous. Yeah. And I don't feel like the other characters are over the top ridiculous. No. Except for um, Massimo. 
Oh, Massimo is hilarious. Well, also they have um they have Judy Greer playing Penny Nichols, which is a hilarious name. Oh, I didn't know that was her name. Her name is Penny Nichols. Penny Nichols. Which is like like that's ridiculous. That's like naming a yeah. character like Dollar Bill. Like stop it. <laughs> oh, actually that that's a good point. So we should get to JLo's name, which is Mary. Mary. As in getting married. <laughs> yeah, it's so on the nose. <laughs> also, if she, like if she's really Italian, it would be Maria, which like a couple people call her sometimes, but then they call her Mary too. Yeah. Which like my uh, my grandma, my great grandmother mm. was Maria, and when she right. came over, she or she like kind of used Mary on like census papers because no one understood what Italians were saying at the time, but like she wasn't mary like her no, name she was never not mary, mary. <laughs> like like people misinterpreted that way maybe but like i don't understand how in this movie she's both mary and maria like a couple different times <laughs> there's a lot well, of well matthew mcconaughey has two names in this <laughs> oh that's oh that is such a good plot point his name's steve edison and then his, and eddie yeah and then he goes by eddie which is like not a thing anyone does no <laughs> like, which is really weird like wait which is he goes by eddie to his fiance is that right or does she call him steve she calls him oh wait which one is it wait oh you know what steve is his name that he goes by with j-lo and then his fiance calls him eddie as a nickname from college which is kind of i guess more reasonable Uh, but but why would you wouldn't you just call him his full last name like i've heard people be called their last name before but not a nickname of their last name (laughs) that's like a stretch yeah that's a lot no, it's just like someone calling Michael Jackson like Jack or something. Like that didn't happen. That's. Not a thing. I'm just thinking, especially because she's gonna like marry him later as well. Like then she's got to go by his name. His name, yeah. Also, though, like if his first name is Steve, that's already the shortest name, yeah. and now you're calling him a name that's literally longer and more syllables than his real name. <laughs> What's happening? it's very strange like there's there's some really weird things that happen in this movie like they one so massimo is just the strangest character out of all of them i don't know what his deal is i don't know what they're doing with him he's like he's italian but they like also decided to give the character like a traumatic brain injury which is like it's like bizarre how out of touch he is with reality is that like did they actually mention that, or is that your, just what you're thinking? No, that's me. That's just me. Thinking oh yeah, because I did. I was like, when did I miss that? <laughs> no, no, no. They didn't explain him at all. He's no, because he's so very weird. weird. And I agree. They, it does seem like he's had a brain injury because nothing he does makes sense. Nothing he does. And I don't know if the if the writers just think Italians are like this, which is fair. Like I think that's a fair critique of, of Italians, but. In, he's just like a genuine weirdo and then apparently mm. we're supposed to believe that i mean he does have like one nice moment with j-lo where he's talking about his mother her mother mm. and remembering her mother who died yeah. and it's like a nice little moment that they snuck in and then he like proposes with a cute dollhouse which i guess is like somewhat nice but somewhat creepy um yeah. but it doesn't make any sense that this man gets to touch J-Lo, let alone marry her. <laughs> like, if I saw that man touching J-Lo in public, I would call, like, an ambulance. I'd be like, is anyone okay? <laughs> That's not right. You are so protective of J-Lo. <laughs> I, I am. First of all, yes. <laughs> uh, 
but would you want this man touching J-Lo? Massimo? I mean, he's insane. No, no. <laughs> he's nuts. He's, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't get what his deal is. I don't get what they're trying to say with him. Uh, yeah. I think the lesson is don't marry Italians. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the moral of that story. <laughs> Someone had like an Italian boyfriend that was bad and then they wrote this yeah. movie and then they were like, I, I have things to say. Um, there's, there's there's loads of like really dated things in it as well, but which seem funny now, but like she gets Yahoo magazine, which just seemed... <gasps> yes. Yahoo. I didn't even know that was a thing. Ever. I didn't either. No, I... <laughs> and, and like the woman whose wedding she's planning, who's going to marry the guy that she's in love with, mm. Matthew McConaughey, uh, Fran, she's on the cover of Yahoo magazine for like having a frozen food empire i think and that's also a weird thing like i don't think <laughs> people that have a frozen food empire are on the cover of magazines no i don't know <laughs> is there even a like frozen food empire other than like bird's eye or something right like like lean cuisine i don't oh, know maybe, like yeah. <laughs> like what i don't know that's a weird <laughs> plot point too <laughs> So like, how can we make her very, very rich? Let's, let's stick her with a frozen food empire. Right? Like, no, it could have just been like, oh, she's in finance and then put her on the cover of Forbes. But no, something <laughs> like, we need more specificity. Yeah, so J-Lo J wants to be... So I wrote down at this point, like, she wants to be... Um, she's talking very strangely in this. Her, her, like, her whole dialogue around that point early on is very weird. And it doesn't seem natural. And she's doing some bad acting, which... She's not, I've seen her be very good before this as well. So I don't get why it's very, it's so stilted at this point. I don't, I, well, I, I have questions because I don't think she's a bad actress. Like I actually, no. obviously I love JLo, yeah. um, but I don't think she's a bad actress as a general rule. I think she's generally no. pretty good. And I think one of the things that she's really good at as an actress is in even the worst movie she's in she set, tends to take it really seriously and she like mm -hmm. is fully committed. So I agree with you that there are some weird moments where you're like, why is this moment not connecting for you? And I don't know if it yeah. was just like the director was like, we have one take and we got to go or like, <laughs> like I, I don't know. It was kind of weird because there are better moments later in the film. Yeah. That... I think she gets better as it goes on. And I don't know if I just got used to it or if she <laughs> got better if they filmed maybe they filmed up late parts in the, in the beginning she's got tired of it by the end there's also more like emotional yeah moments later and there's less That's comedic true. stuff but she's like not bad at comedy no she's good it at just comedy. was kind of weird at the beginning mm. I, it's I'll when she's asking it's when she's asking to be made partner it's all that sort of stuff where at that beginning in those beginning few scenes where it just feels very odd but it like, feels she, like a tv movie yeah, that's exactly it. Um, but she's been working there for like five years and she wants to be my partner, which is already, I don't, that's a lot to ask for in five years. But Yeah, I, it's also like one woman's wedding whole, like, yeah. like it's one woman's uh, company. Yeah. And she's just like, make me a partner too. Like she didn't start the company. No. I don't know. I think JLo's asking for a lot. Yeah. You find out she hasn't had a date in two years, which I don't believe. <laughs> right. It depends on what you qualify as a date, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like if JLo wanted to get a date, she could have gotten a date any day. Exactly. So I don't feel bad for her. I'm like, you no. chose to not date for two years. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's when it comes to the, the whole Matthew McConaughey stuff, when she gets the shoe stuck and everything. Uh, mm -hmm. She faints. <laughs> and 
and then I wrote down, oh, he's a doctor. Of course he's a doctor. <laughs> and he is slimy, right? He's being really slimy and creepy right now. That's just, like, the first impression I get from him. I mean, he definitely doesn't tell her that he's engaged, which, like, then... Oh, this also cuts to a, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is for the wedding that she's planning she's already found out she, well she just finds out in the scene she finds out that he's the groom of one of the weddings she's set to plan yeah and they go to a dance practice thing which is like very common my yes. sister had a wedding last year and she had to like learn how to dance for it so yeah like, that's a real thing um if a little contrived but that's fine um <laughs> all movies are contrived so that's okay but so they go to dance practice and then the, the bride Fran, who was on the cover of Yahoo magazine, yeah. <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey, the groom, show up. Their wedding mm-hmm. planner comes. That's a little weird, but okay. And then Fran has to take a very important frozen fo- food call, mm. <laughs> and she can't dance. So she's like, go teach my husband how to dance, or my fiance how to dance, yeah. which is like a weird thing. And J-Lo knows Every the guy. Move. JLo knows everything. She's been doing this forever. She knows the guy who like runs the dance studio, Basil St. Mosley. We'll never forget that man's name. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I think it's Fred Willard who just it's Fred died. Willard. Yeah. 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 Um, one of his best roles, everyone says. <laughs> um, and uh, it's got a strange so she, goatee in it. <laughs> yeah. It's when he died. I was like, I need to watch Wedding Planner. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, but they like have a sexy dance together mm. j-lo not not fred willard and j-lo i wish <laughs> oh my God. uh matthew mcconaughey and, and j-lo have like a sexy dance together where they like fight about how they yeah. were so horny for each other but he's engaged i'll say this i really like that scene and i think it's like it's like it's the epitome of early 2000s rom-coms but yes. like, is that scene that's exactly what you always get and i, I love i loved it though no i agree i think it's one of the best scenes in the movie because it's like (laughs) it's timed perfectly to the music and they're like very angry at each other but it's like horny angry and you're like okay (laughs) and it really sets up what comes next which is like they both clearly should be together but Mm. fran is there cock blocking them (laughs) as the fiance (laughs) it is a weird rom-com in that like most rom-coms don't ever let you root for somebody who is cheating on their partner mm. and like matthew mcconaughey is cheating which is like extremely rare generally speaking yeah. as like a rom-com rule i mean there's definitely examples think... but you usually hate the other partner if that's the yeah, case yeah that's what i mean they, that, that's what i was going to say they don't make you hate fran right like, fran cool. is just a normal person and right. it's very interesting like they make you hate uh matthew mcconaughey more then you then you hate Fran. Yes. And so that's why I think they have to go the route they do at the end of what like when they change everything. Yes. Um, I think that's why they go there. But I've never seen it done that way before or since that I can think of. Yeah, so an- another plot point that comes up, there's so many I feel like every single scene of this movie is I will give this movie some credit that they do not waste almost any time in the movie. Every single no, scene not has all. something happening, mm. which is like pretty rare for a rom-com to not mm. waste some time. Mm. But later in the movie, when JLo and Matthew McConaughey like find out, when she finds out he's engaged, yeah, she has been like talking to Fran, his fiance, about meeting this guy and being so excited about this new mm. guy, not knowing that Fran was engaged to this guy. So she quickly lies and is like, actually, I'm engaged too, which is the <laughs> dumbest lie of all time. I don't get what that was. 
I don't get it at all. <laughs> it's like they they didn't, which is like a fine plot point if they like backed it up with some other stuff of like her being competitive or something. I don't know. But instead she just like lies and is like, I'm engaged too. And this is when Massimo comes back in the picture, the crazy <laughs> Italian man that her dad wants her to marry. He comes back and they're like, this is my fake slash real fiance. Yeah. And then they, they have like a weird uh, pull up competition and a weird. <laughs> yeah. The like, manly bonding session in the fitness center. Yes. Yes. <laughs> With Massimo and Matthew McConaughey are just like running on treadmills and fighting, and wrestling for some reason. It's just, so bizarre. It's weird. It's it feels out of place again. I don't know. Um, I want to talk about like their song as well in the like so when they're trying to pick their wedding song in the car. Oh yes. And they settle on. Uh, they like every time they they're going through the songs. Matthew McConaughey's like, "Oh, this is groovy. Oh, this one's groovy <laughs> as well." Just, just like, "Oh, if, look, I bet you're just making those lines up as well." That's just. I a... think, I think Matthew McConaughey ad libbed a lot in this That's movie. Why, yeah. <laughs> like, I think, like, no one has said groovy since 1974, and then yeah. Matthew McConaughey was in this movie and was like, "I remember the word groovy." <laughs> <laughs> No, it's ins- he's insane. Um, also, they don't they settle on um, Olivia Newton-John, I Honestly Love You? Yes, which is a song yeah. I've never heard before. <laughs> I have never heard it. I, I didn't know it when I started watching the movie because I was like six and I was mm. an idiot or whatever, eight. I don't know how old I was. But um, then I didn't hear it again for years and years until maybe like two summers ago. It was on in a bar somewhere. And I was like, what the fuck? This is a real song. <laughs> like I I knew it was, but it was yeah. also like what? Why I are don't people know. playing this? Yeah. In a yeah, bar exactly. as well. That doesn't I know. <laughs> I was like, this is a song from Wedding Planner. And everyone around me was like, no one knows what you're talking about. We all don't have any idea what you're saying. But it's a bad song. Sorry. It's, no yeah, question. It's, it's not a good song and it like it's not a good wedding song either. <laughs> No, it's an actually terrible wedding song. I wish they had done a better job with that scene. Like, I am assuming mm. they just couldn't get good movie rights to songs. But like, that's a good point. That, that's probably what it is. Because they also had to, like, scroll through three songs to decide on it. So it's just already, like, eating up the budget. <laughs> that scene alone is, like, just half of the budget of the movie. <laughs> I wish they would have spent more time on it because it's... I've never heard of any of the songs that they almost pick I from. Remember, I can't even remember the other ones. Um, but then, yeah. So then they go to the fa- the this wedding place, like look for like locations and everything, and they have that manly bonding session. And then they also then they all get on the horses uh, to oh, go on like a yes, and and the horse like tears off with J Lo on it. And... This is a trope of rom com movies: yes, is a woman so being on much. a horse, and then a man having to like go ride the horse to like stop mm. her horse. And I don't know what that's about because like. I definitely I love horses because I'm like a white girl. Of course, I love horses. Uh, <laughs> so I can't lie that I like horses. But I don't. My fantasy isn't to like be on a wild horse that like runs off and almost kills me. That's not my fantasy. <laughs> my fantasy is like I have a nice time on a horseback ride. Yeah. 
you know like <laughs> just a nice calm horseback right <laughs> yeah exactly like wh- wh- why are we including this dynamic in the fantasy that like a man has to like calm my horse down because it almost killed me <laughs> i also have like an issue with this that they they get off the horse like the horse they get he gets her off the horse the horse just tears off and runs away and they just leave that horse to run into the yes into yes nowhere. They, they don't, <laughs> don't give know. a shit that's like a four thousand dollar animal minimum like that's like <laughs> the least you could pay for that horse and they're just yeah. like eh, whatever they'll sort it out <laughs> <laughs> it just goes <laughs> off into some field <laughs> yeah insane um, yeah you find out that um massimo I said Massimo is a bad excuse for tension in this scene and like I don't know why he's there in the first place and <laughs> when they go back to leave again like to go back to their homes you first see the car that goes past and then you see the giant limo and as the limo's coming past I wrote Massimo's going to be on a Vespa I wrote and it down Vespa's and then he's on a Vespa <laughs> yeah yeah the, somebody who wrote this character knew only about three things about Italians like <laughs> yeah. three things maximum and they were like I know they ride Vespas. Later in the movie, he makes her pasta from a box, which is like kind of offensive to Italians. (laughs) Just kidding. It's not. But uh, it's, they know nothing. They know nothing about this. Um, And I also feel like that him being at this wedding venue, and like you said, adding weird tension, it would have been really good tension if that character were like a fully fleshed out real character that she actually could have easily fleshed it out. Yeah, it's like gonna be a childhood love or something that she that comes back. Yes, anything yes. like that. Yes, and like instead, it's this weird, comically <laughs> stupid Italian guy, and not stupid in like a oh he just is like having a language barrier. Like it's no, no he's, he's fully actually stupid. yeah. Like it's not even them trying to like make fun of any kind of like foreign Italian guy who doesn't mm. get things like it's like no this guy fully understands what's happening and is very dumb which is yeah. weird like a weird choice um because she's like a competent business lady who mm. like isn't she has no sense of humor like no. nothing is funny to this woman um she's just yeah, very I don't think she laughs the entire time no she doesn't at all the f- most fun she has is later in the movie when she gets really drunk because she sees an ex of hers mm. and then she goes and like accidentally calls her neighbor nancy pong and <laughs> it's great but that's like the most fun she has <laughs> but she's who like, doesn't I, love I drunk know. dialing a neighbor <laughs> can't say i've ever done that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah this is where we find out though that um that they go on about an arranged marriage and you find out the like this weird italian arranged marriage that, that they want going on with him and him and her like massimo and and j-lo and at that point, Fran has to leave for a week to go on her like business trip or something, some reason. Yes. <laughs> and so they go and they go like to this like wedding venue and they see all these statues and they're like very impressed by the statues, but he <gasps> knocks one over. Yeah. And they start, yep, yep. as they pick it up, <laughs> they realize the, the penis has fallen off. off of course, yes. like in a per- the exact perfect position, like where it should fall off. Yes. And- <laughs> yes. They she but she goes to her kit. She has a, she has glue in there. That she he glues it back on, and he gets it stuck to the penis. His hand stuck to the penis. Yes, and it won't go back on the statue. But instead, he has a a nice stone penis in the cup of his hand. Yes, which the first time I ever heard of this movie at all, my sister went with her friend Taylor. I remember this so 
clearly my sister went with her friend to go see this movie in theaters because it was i think pg-13 and so she was allowed to see it and i wasn't and she came back and was talking about that scene the statue scene with the penis (laughs) and she was laughing so hard and telling my mom and i like lost it and i was like i have to see this hilarious film (laughs) that is coming to theaters soon or whatever um and so as soon as it came out on vhs i like made my mom buy it i was like this is the dick (laughs) movie like hoping i would see a dick i guess i don't really even know i just thought it was so funny and it turns out that's not even like a huge plot point it's just like a very funny aside i shouldn't say very funny it's just a slightly funny aside (laughs) it's just a very you you see exactly where each point is gonna go like you know see the statue's gonna fall over you know that that is gonna fall off because they're talking about it in the first place <laughs> and then yes. you're like okay she's gonna, they're gonna glue it on and the security guard's gonna come over and he's gonna have his hand stuck to it <laughs> yes yes but i think actually i think the acting in that scene is better than the acting in a lot of the other scenes because i kind mm. of buy that they're having fun together and they, yeah. they seem to be like actually it, yeah. it sets up well the next scenes which are her and him like actually kind of confronting that they like each other slash Mm -hmm. love each other whatever so i feel like it it does its job which is they're having a fun time together and like there is something kind of funny about i guess this is a scene where j-lo laughs actually yeah i was gonna say i think she might actually laugh in this she might actually laugh in this scene but i think there's something like nice about that because she's so buttoned up the whole time yeah and then here's this like very like naughty scene even though that's like Mm -hmm. a terrible way to put it but like i feel like she finally like lets go a little bit <laughs> so i don't know it's kind of nice yeah it's like it's it's an i think it's a it's a nice scene it's just like one that i could just see where everywhere every point was going yes, like, yes. so it's not it's not the worst thing in the world to have that it's a very random dumb scene but it solves the problem of the the script yeah. which is they have to have fun together yeah <laughs> i don't know how they landed on yeah i don't know how they landed on like someone's dick needs to fall off <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's fine. So how can we embarrass them both and have fun here? Let's do this. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. So then, it, then it's like the mac and cheese dinner that you were talking about with with the Massimo, where he makes oh, her. The, yes. He makes her the mac, mac and he makes her like box mac and cheese, for some mm-hmm. strange reason. He says I he's think... going to cook for her, and that's what he's going to cook. I think any Italian that would do that would, first of all, lose their citizenship yes. and then be beaten to shit by other italians if you made someone box mac and cheese but that, i guess that further describes him though it's just like that's <laughs> that's what he would do i guess i guess it's i guess it fits his character doesn't he also is this the movie maybe i'm mixing this up where he says that he uses two packets of cheese in the box mac and cheese is it this movie maybe i'm thinking think of another movie one. okay I do remember that from something, but I don't think that's this one. So maybe I've seen that, whatever you're okay. talking about as well. Because somebody, I feel like somebody said that and I always remember being like, okay, yeah, but now you have an extra box of noodles. <laughs> but if anyone's going to do it, it's probably Massimo. Yeah, that does make sense for him. Um, He's kind of an idiot. <laughs> yeah, they go to, they go to a, like, uh, a flower show, I guess. I don't know what it is exactly. They're just going to like look at flowers. It's like some flower Yeah, like a flower place. market. Yeah, or a something. flower market. Yeah, something for the wedding. For the wedding. Yeah, like, it's for the wedding. It has a purpose. Yeah, but he just—he grabs one flower and just walks off with it. He grabs like a rose and just walks off down, like carrying on. The yeah, 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 yeah. He just like—he <laughs> just feels. stole the flower. Yeah, he does. But at that flower market, they meet J Lo's ex, mm. a one-time fiance. Yes. Who, uh, he ended up leaving her the night mm. of their wedding rehearsal. Big. <laughs> 
theme in her life. Yeah. Um, the night of her wedding rehearsal, they found, she found him making out in the car with the woman he's now married to. Mm. And she, the woman is very pregnant. Um, <laughs> and JLo sees them at a flower market. Uh, and she freaks out because she's but like, he, oh. he says hi to her. And you think like he would want to be the one hiding, not her. Yeah, I don't know why she's embarrassed that someone cheated on her. Like, you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Like, you're J-Lo. Whatever. If you're that hot and someone cheats on you, that's not even real. That's a different... You're... Yeah. Whatever. That's like <laughs> when people are hot and then they, like, are sad that they got broken up with or whatever. I'm like, you're going to be just fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you don't get a cry during a breakup. Move on. <laughs> Come on. That's how I feel. You can... Yeah. But you this can quote what... me on that. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with you as well. Um, <laughs> I, but like then this is where this is what causes her to get drunk, and this is the what you're saying is the most fun scene. Uh, this is the most fun you see her having, I guess. With, yeah, uh... she gets like very depressed and drunk that she saw this guy that they're still yeah. to, like that she was engaged to her ex fiance. Yeah, she's still he's still together with that girl he left her for. Yeah, uh, and. That woman's pregnant and JLo's like alone making dinners to antique roadshows <laughs> and being stalked by like an Italian. Mm. So <laughs> the only thing I can th that also makes me think of is like weddings play such a huge role in her life outside of her job that you would think that she wouldn't want to have that job as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. And she talks about how like this woman that like he, he the fiance left her for um planned all her wedding for her or like planned yeah. everything yeah and so it's like is she like psych like is she like psychologically fixated on this moment and she's built mm. her life around like that woman planned my wedding and now i'm gonna plan everyone else's wedding or like yeah. what is the like it's like very um it's a little too on the nose i feel like mm. <laughs> but maybe calm down j-lo because she also yeah because this is where you find out about like the the what is it that happens with her mother originally? Like, her her mom is died, but her mom yeah. also had a brick fall on her pinky finger, and she had no nail on that finger. And Massimo talks about that Don't in the cooking that. scene. Yeah, in the cooking scene, Massimo's like, "I remember your mom, and she had a her pinky nail missing because a brick fell on it." And I'm like, "That's not a thing that happens." <laughs> <laughs> Just say she slammed it in a car door or something. Like, yeah. what? A brick fell? <laughs> I don't know. That is a weird detail to add to it as well. But I guess it's like, but he seemed, he also seems more interested in her mom than he seems in her. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I also do think there's something like on another level, a kind of real about like when somebody remembers your parent and they've died, mm. then you feel a connection to them, even though there's not one. And maybe yeah. that's JLo's connection with Massimo is like, yeah. oh, he remembers my mom. I don't know. I'm trying to give JLo some credit. Sorry. There's probably that. There probably is that. Um <laughs> Yeah, so she gets drunk. He's and then he's like eating and uh, while he's stroking her, like he he eats and then he strokes her hair and he's like always eating in this movie. He's always got something to eat. That's weird. He is eating a lot in this movie. He also eats only the brown M and M's in. A yes, couple that's scenes. something. That's something early on that I forgot to mention. Is like he yeah he eats the brown M and M's and he like chucks the rest on the floor. He yes. Just yeah, he just like gets rid of the rest. He's just uh, chucking them in the park, just throwing them on the floor. <laughs> yes, because he thinks that there's less artificial flavor because chocolate's already brown, which is like, yeah. I guess, okay logic, but it's not like artificial flavoring is that bad for you. Like, if you're going to eat an M&M, mm. you've already committed to eating something unhealthy. Like, mm. it's not like, you're, and now you're paying for one eighth 
of a bag of M&Ms. Like, what are you doing? Just eat something else. If Buy a, a candy bar. Buy a Reese's. Buy anything. Like, like, if that's your issue is artificial flavor, don't buy M&Ms. <laughs> it's just a weird... Uh, it's a very strange um, thing to give, like, character trait to give him as well. I think somebody took a class that was like, make there be something specific about a character so that you can, like, know who they are. And for J-Lo, they were like, she comes home and cleans after work, which mm. is like a good, like, she's alone. She makes a dinner, whatever. And then yeah. they gave writing Matthew McConaughey's character to, like, an intern. And they were like, just give us a detail about him. And they were like, what if he only eats brown M&Ms? And someone yeah. was like, okay, we don't have any more time. We have to sit, we have to shoot this movie. <laughs> like, it's very they looked bad. at their table, like, what, what they, what's on the, on the yeah. writing table? Someone's brown like, M&Ms. He, yeah, exactly. Someone was like, he loves pencils. They were like, no, what else do you, do you have? Like, let's go. More ideas. Yeah. It's a bizarre detail. Bizarre detail. Um. Yeah, then, then they... Uh... Oh, yeah, he strokes, he strokes her hair and he asks her about the night in the park and this is when he, like... He, he leaves, but he comes back and he tells her, like, how into her he is. And he, like, says, I want to be with you, basically. Uh, and I can't tell you any... I can't tell you your last name. I can't tell you your... Uh, I can't tell you all these things, but I can tell you about the curves on your face. <laughs> yeah, it's a really weird speech. It's a very uncomfortable speech. It's, like, something about, like, if you ever had braces and your middle name and there's some, like, there's... Oh, middle name, not so, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's... There's weird shit in that speech where he's like, I, I can't tell you all the stuff, but I know the curves of your face. And then he's like, and I know I like love you or whatever, which like is so inappropriate. If you give that speech to somebody and then spoiler it for everyone, but if you give that speech to someone and then you turn around and keep marrying your fiance, that's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. That's really fucked up. Yeah. He's not a good, that's what I mean. Is like, he's not a good person in this. Nope, he's not. <laughs> he's, he's not. He's not a good person. So, but she she turns him down and she said, "I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm a magnet for unavailable men, and I'm sick of it, and I just I don't want to be part of that. I don't want that anymore." What's which is so a good line. Weird. It may. What's weird though is that like I, I don't know where the other unavailable men are in her life because we haven't met any other unavailable <laughs> men. Like her fiance was available. He just cheated on her. And yeah, then, I guess that's true. And then, like, we don't know of any other unavailable men. So I'm not really sure what this refers to. But good for her. I, I, I like the line, but yeah, I guess now looking back, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but she turns him down, and she um, and then Fran shows up at her office, and you think, oh, she's gonna fight. She's gonna say, oh, I found found out what happened and everything. But no, she um, she just turns out that she actually realizes that she she just hates Eddie. Yeah, she and the weirdest part is JLo isn't. I mean, I'm I'm assuming they're trying to do this to like make JLo a good person, but mm. instead of being like, "Hey, those are some valid concerns. Maybe you should yeah. put off the wedding," or like, "Yeah, I think your fiance is also questioning this." JLo instead is like, "No, you need to go Marry forward him. with this wedding," <laughs> to the guy who just professed his love to me yes. that I clearly love. Like, it's all kinds of unethical. I feel like. Yeah. And, like, just be a little selfish and be like, yeah, your wedding's fucked. Like, come <laughs> so on, don't, girl. Don't love him. Don't get married to him. Yeah, instead That's all she it gives... is. Like, don't yeah. encourage that. Yeah, instead J-Lo's like, no, you have to do this. <laughs> it seems almost spiteful for, like, just out of anger to him. <laughs> it should also be noted that the partnership that she is waiting on for the wedding planner partnership hinges on. Her boss has made a condition. That's that probably what can... it is. 
So, well, if she can get this wedding off the ground, she can become a partner. Like, if it that's, goes well. Oh, that's what it is. That's why I guess, she's but that's even yeah. still, like, that's, a that's weird... even worse. Yeah, it's weird. Like, either way, it's kind of a selfish choice. Either you pick your career or you pick Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. The uh, classic choice all women have. <laughs> career or Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> pick your careers. Don't go <laughs> Especially not from here. Um... <laughs> He, yeah, you, this is when Ma- uh, Massimo brings out the dollhouse for her and he has a rig inside. He proposes to her um, at the security guard's birthday celebration. Yeah, it's like her dad's friend's birthday. And then he <laughs> totally steals the moment. And this guy yeah. is like 70 or something. Like, yeah. You have a birthday. Instead, Massimo's like, absolutely not. I'm making this about me. And he proposes <laughs> to JLo. And she, because they like kind of met through this Scrabble clubish kind of connection, mm. she like writes her answer out on the Scrabble board. And instead of writing yes, she writes okay. Okay. Which is like the most tepid answer. Fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish she wrote like, yeah, sure, instead. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Like, it takes, like, five minutes to find all the letters. (laughs) Yeah, so then we get the the two wedding montages going on at the same time, like, the two preparations. Oh, yeah, because she has her wedding to Massimo on the same day as as, uh, um, Fran and and, uh, Steve Edison, our friend Matt McConaughey's wedding. Same day. And this means it's going to cost her... She, like, gives her wedding planning duties over to her assistant judy greer and is like Mm -hmm. you take this over you're the lead now and i'm like wait you just gave up matthew mcconaughey's dick for your career and now you're giving (laughs) up your career for massimo like yeah makes no sense makes it's also like just just get married another day day. just do it another day yeah you're also it's also like they're getting married at a like a registry office it's not even like a proper like place that they planned out and they could do it anytime I actually have questions about that because normally a city hall only lets you get married like a few days of the week. They don't usually have weddings open all the time. And usually like, it's very common for it to be like, oh, on a Wednesday, you can come get married. Mm. But like, how can they be getting married on the same day that like Fran and Matt McConaughey are getting married, which is like definitely a Saturday because that's their rich people. So is this city hall open on Saturdays? What city hall is this? (laughs) I have questions. So many plot points there. Yeah, so there's a plot big, <laughs> big plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> but there you have, yeah, so you see the two weddings. One's really extravagant, and you, uh, which is the, the Fran and Eddie one. And then the other one is just like the them getting married in, in City Hall or whatever that is. Um, and yeah, Judy Greer's got the, has taken over now for that wedding. She's planning it all. And right before that, they talk to each other, Fran and Eddie, and they decide to not go through with the wedding right before it's about to happen. Right before it's about to happen. The worst timing. <laughs> I guess the second worst, because it could be right after it just happened. It, it could be at the altar. Like, at least it wasn't at the altar. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, sends her off on their honeymoon to Tahiti, which is, yeah. like, kind of nice of him, I guess. <laughs> In the I world's worst-looking taxi. <laughs> Yes. They're both rich and they're both hot. So I again I'm not They're sad both about gonna it. be fine. She's gonna get banged on their fucking honeymoon in Tahiti. 
she's gonna sleep with like minimum five guys like yeah minimum they talk about how she was like a wild child in college she ran like a bookie ring and like she's like the daughter of uh, very rich yeah. people she's gonna yeah. be fine i yeah. have no worries for fran yeah so they yeah they, they they end that and then he finds out from judy greer that uh j-lo is getting married to massimo right at this moment so he gets <laughs> <laughs> he gets in a taxi and like drives off down there and then he uh he obviously gets stuck in a traffic jam because what else would happen? Fair and <laughs> he takes over. Oh, this could be. No, it's not the same. It is the same guy that's the driving the yes. taxi, isn't it? This yes. is the taxi driver yes. who hit the dumpster. That's and he why is... he's got the neck brace. Yeah, now. he has the neck yeah, brace okay, now. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. The dumpster kind of comes back in a little bit yes. of a way that the taxi driver is the same guy who almost killed J Lo. Yes. So they uh they. He get Matthew McConaughey takes over and like somehow weaves in and out of the traffic and makes it. There. <laughs> and... That is an insane plot point. That's another <laughs> hole in this movie. I'll say it. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> we can't get anywhere because of this traffic jam. Oh no, you're wrong. I can do it. <laughs> right? Like that's the most white man thing in the <laughs> yeah. entire world to be like, let me have a seat. Like, let me take a whack at it. Like, shut up, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Ugh. Uh, also like you're driving to a wedding of someone you love chill like you're already too late like shut up come on man yeah i'm surprised he didn't run to the like run the whole just like jump out the taxi and run the whole way there well he gets there and it turns out that jayla was gonna go through with the wedding but all of jayla like her dad who's been pushing the wedding and Mm. uh her dad's friend whose birthday was upstaged who's been pushing the wedding (laughs) uh like all of these people in JLo's life who've been like, you need to get married to Massimo. Yeah. You need to get married to Massimo. You need to get married to Massimo. They all are like, I object, which isn't even a real wedding thing. Like, I don't even think that's a part of a wedding anymore. But I, in movies, yeah. I haven't heard that was, in a long time. Yeah. No, I've never, I've been to like a few weddings this last couple of years. Yeah. Me too. No one was like, Hey, do you guys object or what? <laughs> Please vote. Show a hand. Who objects and who doesn't. Um, so everyone objects yeah, they, all to them. Every one of them objects. All of them. All of them. Which is like maybe the first time in wedding history that every single yeah. mem- person, every single witness was like, no. <laughs> and and then it turns like, out even Massimo objects at one point. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was like, J-Lo, you shouldn't go through with this, which was very obvious. And actually that was J-Lo's point earlier in the movie. <laughs> yeah. If only they listened to her. <laughs> yeah. And so now J-Lo's like, wait, you guys, come on. I finally yeah. agreed to marry this insane Italian man. Mm. Uh what is the deal? And they're all like, you're not in love with him, which she no. wasn't ever in love with him. Like, <laughs> That's what I've been saying. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, I told you that, you know, that because of me and my information. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, so the wedding doesn't happen and she no. goes, you find out in a minute, but she mm. goes, like she runs off and Matthew McConaughey arrives when everyone is like, gab- except for JLo. On Massimo's gab- Vespa with Massimo. <laughs> Wait, well, Matthew McConaughey gets to the city hall. Oh, it's a city hall, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, everyone's waiting around because the wedding has been canceled. Massimo's still there. And he and he's like, wait, what happened? And Massimo's like, Steve, which is the worst accent in the entire world. But he's like, Steve, she loves you. And it's like, what is this accent? That's not even Italian. <laughs> yeah. um, and... So the two of them get on his on Massimo's Vespa and then yeah. 
Massimo wears his normal helmet and yeah. Matthew McConaughey wears the helmet that Jayla was supposed to wear as the bride that has like a little veil on it. Yeah. And the back of the Vespa says just married. Mm-hmm. And the two men ride through San Francisco and everyone is mm-hmm. so happy for them, which I remember being such a huge deal because in 2001, everyone hated gay people. Right. And this was like one of the first rom-coms to have any kind of nod towards straight men being comfortable mm-hmm. riding around on like a Vespa together in love. Yeah. Um, and I wish the movie would have ended there with Massimo and Steve falling in love. I think that would have been a beautiful <laughs> ending that would have redeemed the whole movie. But instead they go to the park where J-Lo is because she mm-hmm. left her wedding and went to a, musi- um, a movie. Yeah, music went to immediately park. to a movie. This. She like uh, looked up showtimes and she's like, we gotta go. <laughs> like, no, she knows, the, she knows all about that because she always goes there. That's yeah, we- that's true. That's true. <laughs> but like, if you... If you like cancel your wedding because everyone in your family pressured you into anywhere else, I'm going home. And then yeah, and then was like, I object. I would go straight home. Like I'm not like, well, I guess I'll go to the park. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) It was weird. Yeah, they uh, so uh, yeah, they go to the park. She's eating the brown M and M's now. She's chucking the rest of them away, and then they dance. They get up. They dance. They kiss, and. That's the end of the movie. They probably broke up in like a month. <laughs> yeah, that didn't last. There's no way they lasted. <laughs> and then a jail and then uh Love Don't Cost a Thing plays over the credits. <laughs> oh my god, I totally forgot that, but you're right. I that's also great because there's no plot point in the entire movie no. about wealth. Like no. nothing about the movie is about her being poor or no. him being rich or him being And poor. the song doesn't fit the movie. No. What's, like no. the style of the song does not fit the movie. Well, I'm sure in her contract, she was like, you need to put at least one J-Lo song in there. Mm-hmm. But but this movie is the first time in history where a um, anyone has ever had a number one album and number one movie at the same time. Oh, and wow. I didn't know that. J-Lo had the first. Impressive. Like, yeah. So I think they think the I think it's number one album and maybe number one song. But I think it was like Love Don't Cost a Thing and this movie were both number one the same wow. week. And it's the only time that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Do you An know icon. what? Do you know? <laughs> I yeah, I'm. I don't love all of her stuff, but yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's I, perfect. She's flawless. She's never done anything wrong. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, she's uh, so busy and does so many projects that like yeah. you're gonna like something Halo does. Yeah. You know, like I think that's a great philosophy of like <laughs> if I just do enough stuff, you'll yeah. you'll consume some of my art. Yeah. I love some of her movies. I love Out of Sight. I love Hustlers. Um, yeah, she Anaconda's has, I, fun. Yeah, yeah. She has, like, good movies as well. Um, mm. Selena, obviously, is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she was, like, I mean, she's such a good dancer, too. Like, mm. she's, like, I mean, obviously, was starting with the Fly Girls. And then um, yeah. I watched the TV show World of Dance with her, which is, okay. like, a very wholesome competition show it's like a little similar to in tone to like um the great british bake-off where it's like very <laughs> as a dance show. it's like a dance competition show but nobody's mean like none of the judges are like rude to anyone they're yeah and all these like it's all these like it's like kids and adults but it's like it'll be someone who's like i was adopted and i have never fit in and i mm-hmm. like and then it will be another person who's like, I have strokes really bad and I have epilepsy, but they're like the best dancers in the world. And Aww. it's so good. I love it. And JLo's great. And that's what she's up to now. So everyone watch World of Dance. 
<laughs> I thought like, this was an old show you were talking about. No, this is it's like on its fourth season. I don't know how I started watching it. I just I thought this it. was a show like pre her career. No, no, I wish. Oh my god, I wish. She's a judge. Uh, oh right. Neo is a judge. Uh, what? Da- yeah, Derek Huff uh, from Dancing with the Stars of is a course. judge. Um, and they're like very fun together. And uh, I only started watching it because I was like. Uh, it was like on Hulu or something. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm doing nothing. And I was like doing laundry one day. Mm. It was basically like I was living JLo's life at the beginning <laughs> of this movie, except for my <laughs> TV turned to, to World of Dance and her TV turned to Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. Uh, so that's a full circle ending for you is that I was living like a Perfect. sad adult life <laughs> watching JLo. <laughs> so let's talk about like what you think makes it a good movie then. Okay, well, I think what makes it a good movie, um, I think, I think it's very difficult to make a good rom com that's modern because there's not mm. very many reasons why two adults who want to be together wouldn't be together, which is like what you yeah. need for a rom com. And I think people underestimate how hard it is to write a modern rom com that has any tension. Because again, mm. like if two people like each other, then date, you know. Um, mm. So I think this is actually a really well done version of uh, like the original conceit of it is like you're planning a wedding for the guy that you love. I think that's like a very good tension filled conceit. Yeah. Uh, I also think that there's a lot of very funny, like comedic over the top moments and they match that tone pretty consistently throughout. Like I think that they don't ever like the movie goes definitely goes back and forth between like very dramatic like love Mm. moments and very comedic ridiculous moments but i think that they're like very committed to ridiculousness yeah and i think they're aware of what movie they're making which i think is so valuable for a rom-com to be aware that like you're making a shitty rom-com make a shitty rom-com yeah they have fun with it yeah yeah yeah, they're enjoying themselves i think also one thing that i really like about this movie is that it's um it's clearly made for like people who love rom-coms and specifically Mm -hmm. i think it's really aimed at women but obviously that's like a there's more audience than that but um but they like play on things that women really love and they don't get everything right but they have like a lot of like horses is a thing that women love (laughs) wedding planning is a thing women love like they like it does feel like they they kind of like said how many things can i throw in though (laughs) okay that's fair that's very fair like th- when they got to the point where they were like i think women love italians let's put them out here that was like a little far they love um, dumb italian men exactly which we do but they didn't do a great job of it um so they definitely like messed up some things like i don't think this is a perfect film i'm not sure that it deserves no. an 80 percent on rotten tomatoes or anything but um but i do think it was very aware of what it was what it was making and like who the audience was and i think that's like yeah a very valuable thing so that's my defense of them and jlo's in it so yeah i can't i can't really argue with what you said there to be honest <laughs> i guess i just don't i just didn't connect with it i don't think um it's that fair yeah it's it's um it's at 17 percent though on i think that's too oh, 16 percent. sorry 16 which is very very low that and... was the lowest movie I found because I looked up a bunch of stuff and it was the right. lowest I found. And I thought that it, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's, it's good. It's not that bad. But it's I don't think bad. it's... I feel like the Emoji movie got like 16%. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look up what the Emoji movie got because I'm now 
I'm fighting for the rights of JLo. <laughs> <laughs> While you do that, I'll read off some of the bad reviews then. Oh, I'm ready. Um, so one review from from Entertainment, Entertainment Weekly said it suffers particularly in inevitable comparison with My Best Friend's Wedding. But I don't think that's a comparable movie. I don't think they're similar. I don't think they're similar at all because My Best no. Friend's Wedding is like incredibly well written and like meant to be a dip like the people that wrote those two movies did not yeah. think they were writing the same movie no like, not at, at all, all. at no. all this is this is so much lighter than that as well yeah because and... my best friend's wedding is in my best friend's wedding is a tragedy and written yeah. as a tragedy and like yeah. this is written as like the dumbest rom-com like yeah i think they just like said how okay what's another wedding movie we can compare it to unless that that one came out sort of sent recently enough that we can compare it to that because this that's a review from 2001 as well um they said that uh village voice said matthew mcconaughey is insufferably smug as always while the bewildering <laughs> miscast diva appears bored and impatient i don't even think that that's either of those things is true like i think you can criticize <laughs> both of them for their roles like I again I, I think that's there's fair criticism yeah. but I don't I think Matthew McConaughey seems very stupid and I don't know that he knows he's in a movie in this movie <laughs> like I'm not sure he knows he's acting and just going around by the day by day seeing what's going on yeah and JLo seems like she's like too into it if anything like she doesn't mm. relax in the movie yes. I don't think she seems bored I think she seems like not at all intense yeah I guess that's where the impatient feeling comes from for that for her. But I, but yeah, I wouldn't say bored. She doesn't seem yeah. bored. She, um, I don't know. I, I won't. I won't buy it. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> all the good reviews. I'm trying to find one of the good ones, but it's all like not available. Not available. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> They've been like taken down. They have. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's just, that's the movie. It's like they. I don't think people got it or what it was going for around the time. And I don't know if that's just because it was trying something a little bit different to what the rom-coms were around then. I um, think also, again, like, I think rom-coms as a genre are generally looked down upon, which yeah. is like, like, I think, I mean, I'm a huge defender of rom-coms because I love them. And I mm. think that there are very, very good ones. And I don't think this movie, again, I don't want to be like, this movie is yeah. as good as When Harry Met Sally. It's not, mm. it's like a shitty movie. But I also think that, like, if you, you if you can enjoy like the fourth installment in the Born Ultimatum series, yeah, you can enjoy like, come on, I know, like, it's the same idea. It's just like very enjoyable scenes that have like very yeah. little real world, yeah, consequence. You know, like it's not, it's like, not it trying to be, be like a documentary. Exactly, <laughs> like, you got you kind of got to look at it for what it is, not for not in the context of every movie that comes out. <laughs> exactly i think that's like a thing that critics do very poorly in yeah. general is that like i mean there's like every movie isn't trying to be an oscar winning movie no one wrote this no. movie or acted in this movie thinking like this is so good mm. they were like this is enjoyable and someday let's go Sophia's have some fun yeah, yeah so someday sophia's gonna watch it and like be on an exercise bike while she does it like it's not like <laughs> changing my life they made it just for you <laughs> they really did they really did <laughs> It hits all the spots in my brain that I love. <laughs> okay, also, so let's... Emoji Movie got 7%, so it's only a little That's, bit bigger yeah. than Emoji Movie. <laughs> That's bad. I, I forgot you looked that up. <laughs> no, I, I, I wanted to defend it, and I do think it's more than twice as good as the Emoji Movie. I haven't seen Emoji I've... Movie, but I can imagine it is twice as good as, more than twice as good as that. 
It has to be. Come on, the Emoji Movie looks awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have you not seen it either? No, I haven't. I just knew it got really <laughs> bad reviews, and I was yeah. like, I don't. I. I mean, I think Made in Manhattan got like thirty percent or something, mm. and so I feel like this is as good as that movie. And and she has better chemistry with the lead than in. in the yeah. reason I didn't pick Made in Manhattan. The more is, matched. <laughs> yeah, Ray Fiennes. That's a strange. Is, that's a miscasting. Mm, it was so miscast if they did a shot for shot remake of that movie and just replaced ray fines with like anyone like it could be danny devito she would have better <laughs> chemistry like oh just you gotta make nothing. get someone to make that now I'm, someone I'm just edit out it. Yeah. <laughs> ray fines replace ray fines with danny devito oh okay i'm working on that i promise <laughs> uh, okay so speaking of like bad movies though i guess like um can you tell me a good movie, one that's reviewed well, that you consider to be bad, one that's well-loved? Oh, I have a lot of these, but um, I think <laughs> one of... Well, I hated Arrival. Like, I, I brought it oh, up really? earlier, so it's probably on my brain. Um, mm. But I really hated Arrival. I thought that movie okay. was just truly a, a terrible movie, st- top to bottom. I thought... Um, <laughs> I think that the twist is kind of interesting in that movie. I don't want to mm. spoil anything for anyone since it's like a good movie that people want to watch. But um, I don't like the entire movie happens where yeah. Amy Adams is the lead. And then the big discovery of the movie comes from Jeremy Renner, which makes no sense. That's like so that's true. Good, all movie writing <laughs> techniques would tell you, like you're not supposed to have another character have the climactic moment that like yeah. breaks the code. Um and then it turns into a movie about like the ethics of fucking and like the ethics of like having kids if you think yeah. they might die or something. Mm. Um, and it's like, first of all, just don't have kids with Jeremy Renner uh, ever. I think that. Oh, yeah, yeah please okay. don't. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like a mistake already. Um, I don't know. There's it, it, on top of the fact that like no one believes Jeremy Renner is a scientist. I couldn't get over that. I just was like, that's like putting Channing Tatum in a movie and being like, he's a scientist folks. Like, no, Jeremy no, Renner is the least believable scientist of anyone that I've seen. You like, could honestly put almost any other actor in Hollywood into that role. And I would have bought it. Put, put Matthew McConaughey in there. I would have bought that. Put Massimo, put Massimo in there. That oh would my be God, interesting. Put Massimo. That, I would love it if, if they remade Arrival, but with like a very unintelligent, italian man and like solving equations so also, i have discovered it yeah exactly <laughs> See, the, i have discovered it um his italian accent is so bad because also it's ridiculous he's not italian just no he's clearly he's clearly not italian also I, he's from Grey's anatomy and i think he has like six oh, or nine kids he has like an ass load of kids in real life like an what? ass yeah that's the most italian thing about him is he has like <laughs> i don't know uh i don't know but yeah arrival that's the movie that i was like oh i cannot get on board with this <laughs> great all right so this has been very enlightening uh thank you so much i'm yeah, so sorry so again much. that no, i was late fi- but i'm totally I'm fine <laughs> here now and and yeah. i had fun with podcast went great <laughs> so uh so how can we find you uh do you have any plugs that you want to yeah give, so or? i um i n- have a twitter account that you can find me at all the Mm -hmm. time um and it's at one follower no dad it's the number one and then follower no dad and then i also funny account (laughs) right now i'm kind of offline and just 
there's too much going on in the world. So I am yeah. not really posting right now. Um, and the same is true. I have a newsletter called here's the thing where I give out advice. Um, oh, cool. right now, again, that's kind of off the table for a little while, but, mm. um, I'm also teaching some summer workshops on writing. Mm. Um, and you can find those all on my Twitter. So nice. thank you. when are those, uh, do you, are those, uh, the like all upcoming soon or? Yeah, so there's uh, one July 13th, one July okay. 30th, and then one August 10th. And they're Perfect. on a couple different topics. But again, that's all all listed online. Great. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you. I'm so excited. This was great. That's the end of the podcast. You can find me on Twitter with the username at YCove or at Cove on Instagram. Please remember to rate and review us on iTunes if you enjoyed this so I can end up making more. And I'll see you next week for more movies that critics got wrong.